Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Our Thursday conversation with Doc Rivers is sponsored by ARS Restoration Specialist. If you're a property or a facilities manager or an insurance pro, make sure you have a disaster game plan in place at arsserve.com. And by Sal's Pizza. If you're going to carry out, why not pick up the biggest, the freshest, the tastiest pizza around? Sal's Pizza. Now that's a slice. Doc joins us, as always, on the AT&T Hotline. Good morning, Doc Rivers. How are you? Good morning. Uh, looking at that uh, victory last night, would you say Paul Pierce's performance last night with 29 and 14 was more or less impressive than his 43-point explosion against the Knicks the night before? I thought last night was far more impressive. Um, you know, obviously we need it, not having Ray and uh, Pietras and Rondo on the floor, uh, but he did everything. He scored, he was efficient, uh, and he set everybody up. He was basically our point guard yesterday, uh, and we needed him to be that. How does the conversation go between the head coach, the assistant coach, and Paul Pierce prior to that game when you're breaking the news that Rondo's not going to be available and he's got to shoulder that kind of distribution load? You know, I think he knew it. Uh, really didn't have a long talk with him. Uh, talk with the team about uh, the importance of getting this win and uh, winning our division. So uh, we can have the option now to do what we want to do uh, the rest of the year with, with our guys. Mm-hmm. And I said the sooner uh, we earn that option, uh, the better for our team. All right, three games left, Doc. Are you guys you ready? You ready? You playoff ready right now? Yeah, I think we are. Uh, I mean, it's another week to uh, to, to prepare, uh, but we're going to give our guys some rest here. Uh, you know, play them a little bit as well, and just get ready. Um, you know, we'll we'll find that out. Hey, I, I don't know if you would have done the same thing if Popovich hadn't kind of set the standard. But do you guys, guys like you and Popovich and others, do you hear from the league at all? Does anybody, the owner, anybody say you can't just leave your players at home? I mean, there are people paying top dollar for tickets. You got to give them, you know, you got to at least <laughs> pretend to uh, put your best team on the court. No, we, we've never heard from them really. Um, you know, you remember in 2008, uh, the last three games, I think we left our guys back at home. So uh, we've done it before. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one, uh, honestly. Uh, you've earned the right to rest your guys, you know, by, by how well you play. Uh, the tough part is for the fans. You know, guys buy tickets and, and they don't see their players. They see their team, but they don't, you know, they, they want to see Paul and, and Kevin. Uh, you know, in Charlotte the other night, uh, 75% of the crowd was from Boston uh, or, or representing Boston. And, you know, so that's a tough one. Hey, hey, Doc, based on uh, how good your team is at home, I think 22-9 and nine, and not quite as good on the road, does home court advantage matter to you? Well, it matters. Uh, it would be nice to get. Uh, having said that, rest is more important. Uh, getting our guys in sync and getting them in rhythm is more important. How'd Baby look to you? Played great yesterday. Yeah, he did. He, he, uh, we came in. He came in the office uh, before the game. We sat and had a, a better half-hour talk. So, um 
It's good to see him. Uh, I think it's my second or third time having a great talk with him, so it was good. I didn't like him playing well against us, but it's good to see him doing well. Hey, Doc, you, you, you kind of confirmed, Doc, the uh, rumors that on uh, at the deadline, literally at the deadline, the final minutes uh, on trade uh, night, uh, you almost traded Ray Allen. Now, Ray's been hurt, hasn't really contributed all that much since then, but you sounded like you were glad you didn't make the trade anyway. Is that because of what lay ahead here in the playoffs? Yeah, well, I just like our guys. You know, obviously you got to do what you got to do, you know, and uh, business is business. Uh, but, you know, Ray, Paul, and Kevin, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the longer we can keep them together, the better. Uh, that may be the best for the team, and it may not be, but uh, I just like them. And that's what I was saying. I just said that would have been a very uh, hard day if we've had to pull the trigger on any of those three guys. So you didn't, it wasn't your job to call him and tell him he was traded? You you, you kind of shot down that part of the story? Yeah, no, uh, it is usually my job. Uh, it is. And uh, I was instructed to, but uh, I never did. I uh, Danny did, uh, or talked to him. Uh, but, no, I didn't have to do that. I did have to. The best news was talking to him that we're not doing anything. When uh, after he he pretty much knew we were, and then I that I was I was really happy the way he handled it. Uh, Ray, is, you know, he's such a pro, uh, and you know how feelings get hurt and that. And uh, Ray was great. When Danny's about to pull that trigger and tells you we're sending Ray Allen to Memphis Grizzlies for OJ Mayo and a draft pick. What was your response? Did you try to talk him out of it, or did you say, yeah, you already made up your mind, I guess we're going to yeah, do it? We talked about it a long time, and, uh, again, you have to look at the future as well. Yep. And uh, so I understood that. Uh, that was hard, but you have to understand it. And Would, how, how close was the Paul Pierce to New Jersey deal? That, that, that wasn't close at all. No? No, that, that had no chance. Hey, would this, uh, would this resurgence toward the playoffs uh, have even happened, come close to happening? Had either one or both of those trades been made, Doc? No, uh, I don't think so. That'd have been hard. Uh, first of all, uh, just new guys on a team. Yeah, and that would have been difficult. And, and uh, I assume uh, there were other things. We we got these two rumors from Yahoo, but is that typical draft night? You know, like dozens of things going on, possible the uh, deals uh, that I think trade day, trade deadline is far more active than draft night in some ways. Really, uh, draft night is less. You know, obviously, we, we put off some big ones on draft night. Uh, but uh, usually the bigger trades are trade deadline uh, and not on the draft night. All right, I'm going to ask you a, a serious question. Well, how come it took you so long to realize how good Avery Bradley was? Was it just a matter of getting him out there with Rondo and, and not getting him off the point? I mean, well, I look- Yeah, I thought a lot of things. Number one, he wasn't ready. Uh, you know, and I don't think that's hard. Uh, he just last year, um, he was so focused on being a scorer. I uh, really hadn't bought into his role defensively. Uh, you know, sometimes it, it just takes guys time. So it's not the uh, it's not the coach's fault. No, uh, it always is. <laughs> that's the easiest guy to blame. You know that, right? Uh, but no, it just took time. Uh, he was not ready last year, in my opinion. Um, you know, he went down to the D League and then played great. Mm, right. uh, so it just takes guys time to figure out who they are, um, and it takes us time as a staff. Uh, to figure out who he is. So it does go both ways. Uh, you know, the one thing, if we did make one mistake, was forcing him at the point guard spot. Right. I thought that just robbed of his confidence. And how, how, big, 
How big a two guard can he handle? Uh, obviously, we saw him embarrass Dwayne Wade. I'm not saying that's going to happen every night in the playoffs if you meet up, but how big a uh, matchup? I think he can handle any of them. Uh, really? Now, listen, there are some big ones, uh, and, and Wade being one of them. But Avery's a tough kid. Um, you know, even last year, the one thing we talked about with Avery was it, Avery could guard anybody. His problem last year was more the team defensive schemes and, and just his overall confidence. And then he really wanted to be a scorer, and now he just lets scoring come to him. Um, but I don't think size will, will be a problem. Now, Atlanta, it will be his toughest test, even more so, in my opinion, than um, – uh, Miami, because at times they put Joe Johnson at the two-guard mm. spot. And Joe's a big guy. And so that'll be a difficult matchup for Avery. Will, will he ever have the assignment of LeBron? Does he? Will he spend any time on LeBron? If you play Miami. Oh, he won't uh, have an assignment on anyone. We're not, you know, with size, we don't really worry about that at the one, two, and three spot. Um, you know, if we think a guy has a, a quickness advantage but size, we have no problem putting a smaller guy on. Hey, Doc, obviously, even to the uh, casual observer, when Avery's on the floor, you're a more athletic team and you're a more defensive, uh, defensively tough team. Beyond that, what are the ancillary things he brings to this team? Specifically, like, how does he help Rondo when he's, when he's his running mate? Well, uh, because he's running the floor with him. Yep. Uh, but I think the thing uh, is it gives us Because now what we're doing, if you watch us play the beginning of games, we try to establish Kevin and, and Paul. Right. And we are having Rondo be more aggressive defensively. Uh, Avery and Brandon never get a call. They score just through the offense, uh, through their cuts. Uh, Brandon scores through popping out to the right spot. And, and Rondo doesn't feel the need to have to call a play for somebody else. That's why Ray's so important because when he comes off the bench. Right. It's Ray and Kevin again because Ray, you know, we take Kevin out and bring him back in. Um, so it's easier um, for the team to use, it, to use Ray that way and use Avery the other way. Speaking of calling plays, at the end of the game, when it's a tie game or you're down one or two, how many different options and plays are there in your so-called playbook, and do they all go, for the most part, through Paul? No, they don't all go through Paul. Uh, there's a lot of misdirections. We ran the one. I think last year where we it looked like it was for Paul and it was for Kevin on a pick and roll where Rondo threw a little lob to him. Um, boy, how many? I have no idea. There's there's a lot of them. Um, I can't, I don't even know if I can count them. Uh, on my play sheet um, that I, I I prepare for every game, there's about uh, 29 uh, into the game plays that you just got to pick one. And how many times? And how many times out of ten does Paul just end up with the ball and say, "Just let me isolate and do what I need to do," as he did last night? Uh, it really uh, is late. That's probably the second option of the play. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, pick and roll. Uh, we're trying to get them to trap Paul and Kevin get a shot or Ray get a shot on the backside of something. Uh, but at the very end of the set, you want the ball, the ball in Paul's hands, and he has to create. Hey, a report out of Orlando this morning, uh, Doug, says that when, when Dwight Howard returns from his herniated disc, uh, he, he's not gonna, he still doesn't want to play because he can't stand, stand Van Gundy. And well, will... that's, I hope that's not true, and if that's true, that's sad. Is it sad, or is it, is it good news because you might play him in the playoffs? Well, <laughs> or if both. you play him in the playoffs and Dwight doesn't play, I guess that's good news. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I guess I hate to hear that. I, I hope it's not true. 
Hey, Doc, what changes physically and mentally for your team when the playoffs roll around? Well, uh, it's one target. You know, it's, it's one team. You're prepared more for that team. You're rested more for that team, and they're rested more for you. Um, and that's what makes playoff basketball so great. All right, Doc, time now for the Mercedes-Benz question for the coach. Uh, they want to know what skill set, what set of circumstances allows Greg Steemsma to be able to have this uncanny knack for blocking shots? Uh, timing. He just has uh, great timing, he's, and he's always had it, uh, but it's, it's impeccable. Uh, it's not that he's skying in the air. It's just that he has great timing. Is, that is, some, it, is, is it like Bill Russell, with- Bill Russell timing? That's what I heard. Yes, you know, uh, it's just great shot blockers have great timing. I played with a guy that you probably remember, Dan Roundfield. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Danny was only about 6'9". I, I never saw a guy block more dunks at the basket than him, and he just met the guy at the rim at the perfect time. Does Steamsma wreak havoc during practice sessions when, when you have them? Oh, yeah, well, I can't remember the last time we've had one. <laughs> uh, but And I can't actually remember the last time he's practiced. Uh, because he gets to wear his little boot every day in practice. Uh-huh. He the best job in sports. You just show up for the game and play. Uh, having said that, early in the year and in training camp, that's where he stood out. Uh, he was blocking everybody's shot. Good talking to you, Doc. Thanks for the time. We'll talk to you down the road. All right, guys. Take care. Doc Rivers with Dennis and Callahan on the AT&T Hotline, AT&T 4G LTE. Our conversation with Doc is sponsored by ARS Restoration Specialists. If you're a property or a facilities manager or an insurance pro, make sure you have a disaster game plan in place at arsserve.com. Help me out here. Let me finish. And by Sal's Pizza, if you're going to carry out, why not pick up the biggest, freshest, tastiest pizza around? Sal's Pizza, now that's a slice. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.